Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're having a great Friday afternoon. The heart and purpose of Calvary Live is to give you an opportunity to call about questions that you have about the Word or things that are going on in your life or prayer requests. I know my heart in hosting this show is uh, to be able to talk about real things, things that we're questioning, things that we're going through. So please give me a call. Our lines are open, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. You know, this week, as there's been so many crazy things things that are uh, taking place that break our hearts and overwhelm our hearts. My heart has been drawn to Psalm 61, where David is just honest with the Lord. And he says, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So David is overwhelmed when he says, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. This is, expresses the despair that he's going through. I like that David had the willingness to admit that he was going through heartbreak and that he was overwhelmed. And he asked God to lead him to the rock that is higher than him. And that rock would be that place of perspective, that place of security and, and stability. And this week, as we've seen uh, the shooting take place in Florida, our hearts break. And oftentimes we wonder, Lord, what do we do? And I think like David, we cry out to God and say, God, would you lead me to the rock that, that's higher than I? And it goes on to say in Psalm 61, for you've been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. And this afternoon, as you're listening to Calvary Live, if you feel overwhelmed, if your heart is overwhelmed because of the violence that we see in our society or things that are going on in your life, I just want to encourage you that God is listening and that he wants us to cry out to him and ask that the, the Lord would lead us to that rock that is this higher than us. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. I want to welcome our listeners on the East Coast at Hope FM and Truth FM. You guys are on a one-week delay, but we would love to take your calls live so you can call in as well. Let's go to our phone lines to line one to Lloyd and Aurora. Lloyd, welcome to the program. Hi, how's it going? God bless you. <laughs> Good. How are you doing? Uh, great, great. Um, just coming from the Denver Museum. Um, I had a question in regards, I've been approached like three times, uh, like on the bus or like at like an RTD station. Um, in regards of um, this, I guess this re new religion of Mother God, Okay. I, I don't know if you've heard of it, but I guess basically they, I mean, they keep taking me to like um, Revelation chapter 22, I think, where it talks about 
you know, um, basically in regards of like the child and uh, a woman um, and how the woman a, a woman gives birth and everything. And I try to explain that you know the woman is in reference of Israel and the child, of course, uh, Jesus. And I don't know if if there's maybe some other uh, scriptures that I can go to to um, kind of show them uh, according to the Word um, that it's, uh, you know, their doctrine is uh, not biblical. Yeah. You know, I haven't heard of that specifically, like a, a new religion that's uh, entitled uh, Mother Mother God. You know, where my mind goes to uh, is when Jesus taught the disciples to pray in Matthew 6, uh, in verse 9, he says, In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father, uh, which art in heaven. And so Jesus is instructing us about the character and the nature of God, that, that God is our Father. Uh, and that's how God uh, depicts himself. Um, so a, a religion where God is depicting himself as, as the mother doesn't line up with the scriptures. So I would try taking them to Matthew 6, verse 9, and, and see what they think about that. Okay. All right. Um, and I don't know if there's some other scriptures where, I mean, because I've, I've always just explained to them that, you know, the Bible has always been clear um, in regards of how God reveals himself, you know, to his people and how it's always just talked about, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that you see those references, even all the way in, in Genesis, um, in the um, Garden of... Uh, and and so, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, sometimes, I, I mean, as a believer, it kind of feels a little discouraging when you feel like, man, you know, God, I didn't have the Scripture, I didn't have those verses yeah. to give to them, to try to convince, I guess, convince them that, you know, and, you know... Um, just having that love for those souls of, you know, like, you know, hey, you're going yeah. the wrong way. <laughs> right. I think you did a really good job. You know, uh, you did take him to the Word and, and you know, and directing him that this is how God has been consistent and communicating his his character and nature even back to the Garden of, of, of Eden. So it's yeah. uh, I think you're doing a good job, so don't be too hard on yourself. Okay. Awesome. Uh, All right. Well, okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. God bless you, Lloyd. Have a great night. God bless you. Have a good night. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ashley in Arvada. Ashley, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you so much for taking my call. You bet. Okay, so my question is on Matthew 5:19, um, where it says, Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So I'm trying to figure out how that works with grace. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um a key to that is going on to verse 20, uh, where it says, For I say to you that unless you have a righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of God. 
Um, and then in Galatians chapter 3, the Bible tells us that the law is a schoolmaster uh, to bring us uh, to Christ. And so where, where I think the law comes in is it points out our need for a Savior. And so we don't want to set aside the law. We don't want to say that the law is not the requirement because apart from Christ, uh, we would have to live perfectly uh, up to, to the law. But Christ has fulfilled the law for us and died and, and rose again so that we could have a righteousness that's even greater than the scribes and the Pharisees. They were trying to fulfill the law perfectly, and obviously they failed and we failed. And the only righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees is the imputed righteousness of Christ. And so the law is really important to show us our need for grace and show us our need to, to, to be saved by, by grace. And we don't, we don't set it aside in that sense, um, but salvation comes through the finished work of Christ on the cross. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. What just threw me was the whole, they'll be the greatest or the least in the kingdom of heaven. So that's where I got, I'm just, because I, I agree. I mean, I totally have that view of grace, but then why is he saying that, like, the kingdom of heaven, your standing depends on your teaching and following of the law. It just, it just didn't, like, I'm still struggling with that. Yeah, and that's why I think verse 20 is so important because, you know, he goes on to say, you know, unless your your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you're, you're not going to enter into the kingdom. And so his whole point in the Sermon on the Mount, and especially in verses 17 through 20, is to show us that we need a righteousness that comes through Christ that can't be attained through the law, and that, that Christ is the fulfillment uh, of, of the law. So I think it's, I would just encourage you to go back and you know continue to read that section and, and look at uh, uh, verse 20 uh, as well and, and really go, well, what would be that righteousness that, that exceeds the scribes and the Pharisees? You know, it, it wouldn't be me trying to fulfill the law perfectly because they did that better than I could do. Um, so it has to be uh, the righteousness uh, through, through through Christ. And so I think by believing that and teaching that, we're not setting aside the law. You know, we're actually showing the, the, the purpose of the law. And then a, a relationship with Christ and living in grace produces a, a more righteous life than the law ever could. It's not like God saying, don't, don't, don't live righteously. A holy life's not important. But now it comes through the, the power of the Holy Spirit because we are saved. But yeah, I can okay. see where it's confusing. Yeah. No, that, that helps. Okay. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for calling, Ashley. Okay, God bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier in Colorado Springs. Uh, the number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about the Word or maybe there's things that are going on in your life or also if you need prayer uh, this afternoon, 303-690-3000. You can also send me a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Lou in Maryland. Lou, welcome to the program. How you doing? Uh, hello. Hello. How are you? How are you? It could be better. Um, I, like I was telling a lady, I just rented a car and it's heading down 83 South, Baltimore, and I got three religious stations on this radio. I wasn't looking for. It. You're the only one that uh, 
came through clear. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're listening. <laughs> what I'm calling about is I need prayer for my marriage after 24 years, for the third time being separated from my wife and my daughter. Okay. Anything doing yeah. looking too good. I'm just trying to do the right thing, but it seems everything's going downhill, and I pray to God all the time to help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just seems like everything I try is wrong. Okay. It's, yeah. I seem like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a bad person. And uh, yeah. I've lost everything. My, my home, two homes, uh, what I had in life. And, and it's a struggle for me. I'm, I'm going, I'm 60-some years old, and it's, it's a struggle for me. I'm trying to do the right mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I've never been away from yeah. my family for four months. Never. Hmm. And it's a struggle for me every day to get through the day. And yeah. I ask God to help me, and I don't know why things won't change for me. Okay. I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you called, Lou, and I, I definitely think it's God's hand that you happened to turn on the, uh, the radio in your rental car there, and you know, I'd love to pray for you and just come alongside of you and ask that God would would comfort you and give you peace and that there would be uh, breakthroughs in your life. So let me pray for you, okay? Yes. God, I thank you for Lou, and Lord, I know that, that I don't have all the answers. I don't have the answers, Lord, but... I know that you hear our prayers, that your your heart goes out to Lou, and uh, God, that your heart is broken, and I, I do pray that you would comfort him with your love, and as he's driving in this rental car, that you would once again just open up his eyes to the reality that you're with him. Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace, and you never leave us or forsake us, and we do ask for breakthroughs. We pray for breakthroughs in his marriage, pray for soft hearts and open communication, uh, that you would bring life where there's death, that you'd make a way where there seems to be uh, no way, God, and um, that you would fill him with hope and, and strengthen his inner man through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and where he feels like giving up, that you you would meet him in a, in a special way. So pray that you would protect his heart and his mind from, from the enemy, um, that you would remind him of your great love for him. So, Lord, we, we lift up uh, Lou to you today and pray that you'd bless him in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I, I, I just want to tell you that I, I've, I've read uh, Psalm 40 in the last week about 50 times. Hmm. <laughs> it's just, I appreciate your time. I don't want to hold you up. I know there's other people need prayer or whatever, but God sent you my way, I think, for a reason on this radio. Yeah. Well, Lou, I just want you to know I will be praying for you and. I can tell you're really holding on to the Lord, and and just, I am praying that there'd be uh, breakthroughs in your life. And remember, the Lord's with you, and He loves you. Thank you, thank you. God bless you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Feel free to give me a call. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two. I believe it's uh, Desiree. Desiree on line two. Uh, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you doing, Pastor? Good. How are you doing? Um, trying to serve my Father God in the name of Jesus the best I can. and um, But I'm always getting attacked 
bet that's what the Bible says. When you start walking spiritually, that's what's going to happen, right? Yep, yeah. Well, um, this morning, this morning, um, hang on. Um, my, hang on, turn that down, please. Um, this morning, my son, he was talking about a call. What is a call? And I told him, well, I, what, my understanding what is a call is when it's a group of people and they praise to uh, a man or an animal. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, that's what Christians do. And I was like, well, no, Christians, we pray to God in the name of Jesus. And then he asked me, well, what do you consider yourself? And I told him, well, I'm a woman of God because I still have, I still have a lot of flesh that I'm fighting. Mm -hmm. I smoke cigarettes. I said, and um, I got to control my temper. I got to learn to have more patience. Mm -hmm. He said, but once I know I got all that, then I could tell you, yes, I am a Christian. But then me and my older boy that was talking, he says, um, that's like denying God. Did I deny God by saying that? Well, I, I think it's important, you know, to, to understand that... Um, how a person is saved, you know, how a person becomes a Christian, uh, the Bible tells us, is by faith uh, through grace and believing that Jesus is God, that he died for our sins and and, and rose again, you know. And um, is that is that where you're at? Did, you know, have you in your heart trusted Christ for, for salvation? Yes, and yes. Yeah. He's my whole life. I was dead. I was so yeah. dead. Now that um, the Lord, I asked, I even been baptized. I ask the Lord to come, Jesus to come live inside my heart. I wake up and I smell the sun, I smell the summer, I smell the air. When mm -hmm. I was living for myself, for the flesh, I lost that sight. I lost everything. Yeah. And God brought me, I'm alive. But I yeah. still have those little fleshes, and I'm going to church pastor too. I'm going to Calvary yeah. Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, Desiree, let me encourage you. You know, you you can call yourself a Christian because you're in Christ, and and we still all wrestle with the flesh, and God's going to be faithful to continue to purify those things in our lives. You know, and and so you know, next time you have that opportunity, I think you can let people know I I am a Christian, not because I'm perfect, um, but because of my faith in Christ. I believe that He died for me and and rose again. So. Can I pray for you, Desiree, that God yes, would just encourage yes, you? Yes, Could you pray that me and all my kids are going to be in church Sunday morning? Yeah. I pray for that. Yeah, Legacy's a great church. So Calvary Legacy's a wonderful. Yes. So let's pray for all you. All of you, all of you from Calvary are just <laughs> the best. All of you are just blessing to us. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Okay. All right, I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you for uh, Desiree. Thank you for her heart. Lord, I just pray that uh, as First John teaches us and and his your word is shared with us, that we can know that we have uh, eternal life, that she would have assurance in her relationship with you. And, and because of her faith in you, God, that, that she has salvation. Just do pray for her and her whole family that they could be in church uh, on Sunday and that you would bind the enemy. Uh, and, and really allow them to, to be there together and, and to be filled with your Holy Spirit. So we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You have a wonderful weekend. You Thank too. you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you also. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. We do have all of our lines open. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. So text question that's come in, what are your thoughts about a Christian being buried or cremated? Uh, this question is one that I get uh, quite a bit, and from what I see in the scriptures, uh, there's no indication of how we are to be buried. It's really an issue of uh, preference. Uh, and So if a person wants to be buried, by all means, if someone wants to be cremated, by all means, uh, and a lot of times then the question also arises, well, when Christ gives us our resurrected glorified bodies, can he uh, resurrect us if we're cremated? And the answer is absolutely yes, because whether you are buried in the ground or you're cremated, uh, the end result is, is the same. This, this body uh, deteriorates, and, and God supernaturally is able to raise this, this body up. So I think it's absolutely uh, just the preference of uh, each person. So. Another uh, text question that has come in, please pray for my wife. Uh, she's supposed to be a believer in Christ, but has abandoned her family and is walking with the ungodly. Pray the Lord would convict her and bring her back uh, to him and to us. Absolutely. Let's, let's pray for this. Father, we uh, lift up this family to you, and Lord, we pray for the wife. And Lord, as she has abandoned her family and is just walking with those that, that don't know you and walking in the counsel of the ungodly, we pray that she would come back first to you, God, that she would be reminded of her first love uh, and that you would put every obstacle in her way to bring her back to you and that you would also bring her back to her family, God, uh, that she would remember uh, her her husband and her kids and have a heart to, to be with them. So we just ask that you would work in a powerful way. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number here is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Thank you for calling in and texting in. This is a text question that has come in. Uh, do you have any advice on being able to honor future parent-in-laws when they have not been super great parents to my fiance and caused a lot of hurt? I want to be able to honor them and respect them, but also make it clear that, um, may I, yeah, so I think I get the, the nature of the question there um, is, you know, where where is it okay to have proper boundaries as well? And so first, I think you always want to guard your heart, that, that your heart is in that place of, of honoring uh, parents. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, honor our father and mother and things will uh, go well uh, with you. And sometimes when you have a difficulty honoring the person, you still need to honor uh, the position. And then there are times to have boundaries, loving uh, boundaries, biblical uh, boundaries, you know, uh, leave and cleave is, is a boundary in and of itself. Uh, and so to be able to uh, uh, leave our father and mother and cleave uh, to each other, uh, that sometimes in that is uh, boundaries. So I would encourage you uh, in Ephesians where it tells us uh, to share the truth in love and uh, when you have to share truth to make sure that uh, it, there is love. So uh, thank you for sending in that uh, text question. 
Another text that has come in, I need prayer on my mind. Uh, OCD is so bad. Yeah, let's uh, lift you, lift them up to the Lord uh, in prayer. Father, uh, we just lift up this listener who uh, is needing prayer in their mind. And uh, Lord, you tell us uh, to that you give us uh, a sound mind. And I just pray uh, for their OCD and whatever is going on in their mind right now, that you give them peace of mind and clarity of mind that you would renew their thoughts through the power of your word and just minister to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to line one to Sean in Denver. Sean, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Hi, how are you? Um, This is Sean. Um, I wanted to ask if you would please um, bless my sister and her husband with their marriage. Sorry, I'm going to cry. <laughs> They've yeah, been married uh, over 40 years, and uh, their roles have seemed to change, and my sister is uh, not wanting to be in the marriage any longer. And okay. um, I do know that the devil is after her right now, and I would just please ask that everyone listening would bound up the devil and throw him into the pit and keep him away yeah. from Tammy. Yeah. And that um, she would become um, loving with her husband again. And mm-hmm. um, they used to be in um, elders at a church, actually, even, too. And so they're they're Christian, and I just want to bless uh, them. Mm. Um, ask yeah. everybody else to please bless them. God knows who they are. And yeah, you I'm bet. Just, I'm just terrified that something's going to happen with them. Yeah, you bet. Let's 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 pray. Father, I thank you for Sean and her care for her sister and her sister's husband and Lord, we know that the enemy loves to attack marriages and 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 divide and conquer families and we do pray for Sean's sister. Lord, you you know her, you created her, you know her thoughts, you know exactly where she's at right now and Lord, I just pray that you would convict her and that she would see you again clearly, Uh, your love for her, your plan for her, and she'd be restored into fellowship with you and and with her husband and her family, uh, and that uh, you would bring good out of this situation, God, that you would be be faithful. You tell us in your word when we're faithless that you, you remain faithful. And so we lift up uh, the the family to you, God. We pray for uh, Sean as well, that you would comfort her as a sister and just give her uh, your peace as she walks through this as well. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I thank you so much. And I, um, I know if either one of them are listening right now, they'll know that this is God's hand. And, yeah. Um, let his will be done. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you for okay. calling, and I'll continue to be lifting this up in prayer. Thank you so much. Have a blessed you bet. day. You too. God bless you. Bye bye. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for listening this afternoon. I hope you're having a good day. Maybe you're driving down the road, stuck in traffic, at work, or at home listening online. The number to call is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send me a text if you've got your phone, your device, 
uh, your your iPad, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. The theme for today's show, as far as a verse, it's a verse that's been on my heart all week, is when David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Uh, David knew as his heart was overwhelmed that he couldn't find the rock. And so he's he's asking that the Lord would lead him to that rock. And the rock would be the higher ground. The rock would be a place of security and safety and perspective. And Jesus is that rock. So I encourage you today to cry out to him and ask him to lead you to the rock. Again, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. We're going to head to a break. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Hope that you're doing well and enjoying the Lord uh, this afternoon. Would like to invite you to our services at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Uh, we have Saturday night service at 6, Sunday morning at 9 and 11. We're currently going through the book of Ephesians. Also, if you are outside of the area, you can join us through our live stream at rmcalvary.org. The number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can send me a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Sharon in Maryland. Sharon, welcome to the program. Sharon, are you there on line one? Yes, yes. Can you hear me? I sure Hello? can. How are you? Hello? Oh, I can hear you. Yeah, you can hear me. Okay. I have a, um, a niece. She's 15 years old. And she has struggled and stated that she wanted to kill herself. But we got the help that she needed. Now she's on medication. But my situation is the reason we found out is because she had no relationship with her father and her mm -hmm. mother, which is my niece. This is my great niece, who's a 15-year-old. And I just want to have prayer for absentee parents. Because these absentee parents just don't know what these hmm. children are going through. Not just the absentee yeah. parents, even the custodian parents. Not, you know, just not take it for granted that our children need their parents. If they have mm -hmm. any rights against the other parents, don't, put, don't blame your child. Let you have communication with your child regardless. Because it, it was mm -hmm. a sad thing. We come find out all this time that she... She wanted this relationship with her father, and the mother didn't yeah. want to have no relationship with the father for whatever reason, but that doesn't have anything to do with my niece. Mm. So I'm, okay. I'm just crying out to absentee parents. If you can have a relationship with your your children, do it. Yeah. Do it, because yeah. they're not going to be children forever, and you yeah. just don't know what they're calling inside. And like my niece, thank God we got help for her now, but now she's on yeah. medication. You know, something yeah. could have been prevented if, if, mm -hmm. if these parents would 
just keep in connection with with the other parents, regardless how they feel with each other. But it's not the children's fault. I mean, it's right. not the children's fault. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sharon. That's a that's a good good word and good uh, exhortation to to all parents. And I'd love to pray with you and pray for your niece and pray for God's continued work in her life. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you for Sharon. I thank you for her love for her niece. And uh, Lord, as her, her niece is, as has an absentee father, I, I just pray that she would know that you're her ultimate father, that you're her heavenly father, that you would come and comfort her and, and give her hope, Lord, give her vision and a reason to live and to keep pressing on uh, in, in this life. And Lord, we do uh, lift up uh, uh, families and we lift up parents and, and any parents that are not uh, in their children lives, Lord, that you would touch their hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to move towards their children and being in relationship with their, their children. And, and for the parents that are in relationship, that, that you would give us strength and soft hearts and wisdom. And so, Lord, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for calling, Sharon. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. God, God bless you, too. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number to call is 303-690-3000. If you've got a question about things going on in your life, a prayer request, a question about the Word, we'll get in the Word together, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. It's a text prayer request that has come in. Uh, please help me pray for my for my husband and I. We were given a prophetic word five years ago of God giving me a brand new womb to conceive. We believe the word but haven't had the miracle come to be. It has been a painful road, frustrating. Uh, we both serve the Lord. I'd love to lift you up in prayer. I can definitely hear the pain in, in this text. And Father, I just lift up this couple to you and Lord, the desire to have kids, it's such a, a good desire that you give to us. And Lord, the frustration, that the pain of not being able to conceive. And Lord, we just continue to lift them up to you as they're trusting you, Lord, that you, if it's your will, would allow them to have children, that you would open up her womb. Lord, we see so many places in the Old Testament, God, where you opened up the womb. And we know ultimately, God, that you control the womb. So would you comfort their hearts, give them peace, and bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Another text that has come in. It says, Hi, Pastor Eric. I just wanted to request prayer for my family. My dad's health is declining with Parkinson's and symptoms of dementia. My primary uh, prayer is that he and his siblings grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ and that he can rest in the assurance of salvation through faith. I pray that their religion, Catholicism, doesn't get in the way of trusting the Lord. We're having a family meeting tonight to talk through the situation with my dad's health, and I pray for God's hand in our time together that we can honor him first and foremost. Yeah, let's definitely pray for you and just lift you up to, for prayer, and I know that, that is, that's uh, very difficult. So, Father, I, I lift up uh, this listener that has texted in and as they uh, have a family meeting, Lord, I just pray for real wisdom uh, for, as they look to best care for their dad with his Parkinson's and dementia. And I know uh, Parkinson's is such a brutal uh, disease, Lord. And so would you give them exactly what they need uh, from you? 
And Lord, we also pray that her dad and his siblings would be drawn to you, that maybe you would even use uh, this difficulty to to bring them to you, God, and uh, that they wouldn't trust in a religion, but they would trust in only you, Jesus. So would you work powerfully uh, in this in this situation? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to line two to David and Parker. David, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Eric. How you doing? Just have, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, thanks. Uh, I have a question on just basically some basic assumptions that we have um, in Christianity. Um, okay. Uh, assuming that um, the God of the Bible is the maker and creator of the universe, and that Christ is our Savior, um, just understanding how it all fits into the greater context, in that we know that Lucifer rebelled against God and was evicted from heaven um, and sentenced as um, as Satan uh, to eternity in hell before creation was made and before Adam and Eve um, were made, because Satan approached Eve in the garden and tempted her, um, so he mm-hmm. was already the area of God at that point. So we know that right. Satan has fallen and been condemned. Why is it that Satan's the sentence of Satan's um, crime isn't going to be carried out until the end of time when countless human souls are going to join Satan in his punishment. Right. Yeah, we see that in in Revelation 20 with with uh at the end of the millennial kingdom, uh Satan has has one last opportunity and and people uh, follow him and then there's the final judgment that 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 is given uh there there by the Lord. It's a great question, you know, I think that one of the things that we see in God is that he gives us the choice uh, to be able to, to serve him. Uh, and without there being darkness and, and, and wickedness and, and, and evil, uh, then there doesn't present the opportunity to choose God and to, to choose good. And, and so even though it seems uh, difficult to us or hard for us to understand God in his infinite wisdom allows Satan to to continue to have influence uh, until uh, the the end of time and then even after the millennial reign uh, allowing Satan one last opportunity again to present people uh, a choice to whether they want to serve God or, or serve Satan and so you know that's the the best understanding that I can come to of that of that question. Do you think that the that that context, the the connection between the angelic conflict and the human experience, is something that should be um, discussed more in churches, should be taught more, so that people could be conversant on the topic? You know, I think that it, it's important to teach the Bible through Genesis through Revelation and to teach the full counsel of God. And and since it's in the Word of God, I do think it's important. Uh, to be taught and discussed. Um, and then, you know, we also have the opportunity to study as individuals. And if we're reading uh, through through the Bible and, and we'll read all of the Bible and read it through several times, then also that will give us that, that understanding. But yeah, I do think it's something that we need to study personally and study as churches. Okay. It, it, it just strikes me as the, there seems to be a much bigger connection um, than I've received listening to churches on the radio or attending churches. Um, I was in the military for a while, so I had the opportunity to visit a number of different churches across the country. Um, yeah. And, and it's not a topic that was ever really 
explained. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I do, I have found in my own studies an answer that I think would take longer to go into than we probably have on the radio. But yeah, I, the idea that the angelic conflict informs the purpose of human existence, and and just as you said, that there is a reason that people need to be given the choice, and that the choice that they make in their lives and how they conduct their lives is going to either reveal the glory of God or reveal how fallen and how wrong Lucifer is when he claimed in Isaiah 14, 13, and 14, his, his five statements of I will, that basically culminated in the fact that he could be as good as God, that any created creature right. could be as good as God. And and that, that debate is what informs um, the Christian experience, and there's just so much that ties into that. Um, that I think it's twisted. Um, without having that context, it's hard to explain a lot of that. Yet a lot of people right. make explanations that are that are twisted and are half half complete, um, and therefore half incomplete. Um, and so I right. think a lot of the confusion that arises and the strife that arises in Christian fellowships comes from the fact that the context is not given. It's like trying to put together a puzzle piece without having any of the borders. It, it just doesn't make right. any sense. And I think that that also plays true on a lot of other topics as well. You know, that we we tend to fall short as believers many times and as, as churches uh, to really explain something fully uh, in the context of Scripture, um, you know, and the, the, the power is in the Word and the, the going to the Word and studying it, Genesis to Revelation, is really where, where the understanding of God, the understanding of Satan, uh, God's purpose for us, eternity, get, gets uh, unveiled. So, yeah, I appreciate your call and your thoughts. Thanks, Pastor Eric. Yeah, God bless you, David. You're listening to Calvary Live. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line three to Steve uh, in Denver. Steve, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Pastor Eric. Hey, I hey, have a uh, um, need, need of a prayer request. Uh, trying to raise two teenagers and uh, okay. need to pray for revival in, the, in, the, in our schools and the hmm. need to pray for... Uh, guidance for my wife and I in dealing with uh, teenagers and uh, mm-hmm. dating relationships and, you know, just kind of uh, all the, the peer pressures that are put on my kids. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love to pray for you, Steve. So, Lord, I thank you for Steve. I thank you for his wife, Lord, and uh, their heart uh, to, to love you, to serve you, to, to raise their, their teens, God, and Lord, we do cry out for for our teens and, and and the schools and Holy Spirit. Would you be gracious to move, Lord, here in Colorado, through here throughout the country, uh, that that teenagers would see the emptiness of life apart from you and turn to you and be saved. And I lift up specifically Steve's kids, Lord, and the peer pressure that's on them and, and the decisions that they're having to make and. Jesus, that you would be a reality in their lives, that you would personally show yourself to them. Pray for wisdom for Steve uh, and and their wife as they uh, sort out these decisions, that, God, you would give them wisdom exactly of what's best for, for their kids. So would you encourage Steve, and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, thanks for calling, Steve. I'll be praying for you. 
You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. We want to remind our uh, listeners on the East Coast, Hope FM and Truth FM, that you are on a one-week uh, delay, but we welcome you to call in live, and we will take your phone calls. So feel free to give me a call. The th- number is 303-690-3000. All of our lines are open. A text question, text that has come in. Uh, it says, where did Jesus go the three days before he ascended to heaven? I heard from someone Jesus went to hell, but that just doesn't seem right to me. Uh, please uh, clarify. So we do uh, see some indication in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians uh, chapter 4. It says that before Christ ascended, he first uh, descended into uh, the lower parts uh, of the earth and set the, the captives uh, free. So I want to read that uh, to you. This is in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 9 through 10. Now this he descended, what does it mean, but that he first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who ascended is the one who descended far above all the heavens that they might fill all things and so the scripture says he he descended to the lower parts of the earth uh, cross reference for this section is Luke 16:19 through uh, 30 where we see the beggar Lazarus that uh, goes to Abraham's bosom the place of paradise and then on the other side of the Abraham's bosom is uh, the place of, of, of torment. And, and so it seems to me as we look at the, the scriptures that, that Christ went uh, to Abraham's bosom and set the captives free um, and allowing them to then uh, go to Christ or go home to heaven uh, to forever be with the Lord since he had had died for uh, their sins. Also in uh, Ephesians 4 verse 8 says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave uh, gifts to men. So hopefully that is helpful uh, to you. Thanks for uh, sending in uh, that question as well. Let's go to line one to Brittany here in Colorado Springs. Brittany, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I am just, I don't know, I've been dealing with a lot, like, about the mind, and, and like, I just wanted to ask you, because the churches don't really talk about this kind of subject, and it's kind of, like, scary to ask, but, you know, like, since I've, I've, I'm, like, new for, like, five years in Christianity, but um, I read that verse in the, uh, the, in the script, in the Gospels about the part of sin, and after I read that, like, I got so scared of, like, what? God can't forgive this? And it's like, I'm so scared. And then all these interesting thoughts came at me, and it's like, I don't know how to get out of it, because there's probably people that deal with it, because I see it on YouTube, and there's some people that are Christians, and new Christians that deal with it, and it's like, why do I deal with this? Like, I want it gone. Like, is there any way you can help me with this? Yeah, you bet. Well, uh, let's first look at the verse. Um, it's okay. Luke uh, twelve ten, um, and it says... And anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit, it will not be uh, forgiven. And so the, the sin is to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And the job of the Holy Spirit is to get us to believe in Jesus Christ. So if you're yeah. believing in Jesus Christ, you're not blaspheming uh, the Holy Spirit. And even right. if someone 
rejects Christ over the course of their life, but then turns to Christ and, and trusts Christ for salvation, they're forgiven. So the person that uh, is this is speaking to is someone who rejects the testimony of the Holy Spirit in regards to Jesus over the course of their whole life and, and dies in that place of not believing in, in Jesus Christ. And one thing you got to remember, Brittany, is Satan knows the word too, and he'll try to oh, use yeah, the I word uh, to bring condemnation uh, into to our lives. And so if we're reading a verse and our conclusion is God doesn't forgive me or God doesn't love me, you know, we, we yeah. know that that doesn't line up with the word of God. It doesn't line up with, with the gospel. Um, and, you know, if you have a pen or paper or um, your Bible and in Revelation chapter 12, it tells us how to overcome uh, Satan and how he brings a con. Right? Yeah, that's right. You you know it. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they didn't love mean? their lives to the death. Oh, the, what, what? I'm sorry, Brittany. What's your que- What was your question there? What What does that mean? Like uh, the the testimony thing. Like, what does that mean? Like telling your testimony, like or the yeah, speaking. It, I believe in Jesus or something. Is that what it is? Is that what you're saying? It, it's it's both. So the way that Satan's overcome is by believing in the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, and then okay. the word of their testimony okay. is to speak uh, what Christ has done in our lives. Like, I, I believe that I'm saved because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. I know I'm the child of God because Jesus has died for, for, for my sins. And, and so the testimony is holding on to what Christ has done uh, for them. And then the last is, is, is not loving their lives, you know, to be willing to surrender their lives uh, to, to Christ. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, that uh, it sounds like the enemy's really beaten up on you. And, oh, yeah. And <laughs> so, you, you, so is that helpful? Yeah, I just I just don't understand like why I deal with intrusive thoughts after I read that. Like, why would I? You know, like I don't get that. Like, is it special warfare? Like, yeah, we have a real enemy, Brittany. You know, we have a real enemy that wants to get us to doubt God's love, to to live in condemnation. You know, so he. He would love to plant those thoughts. Uh, there in Revelation 12, it says that, that Satan's the accuser of the brethren day and night. So he, he loves to bring those accusations. And, and for us to, to be able to resist him, you know, in the book of James, it says, Submit to God, resist the enemy, and he'll flee from you. And the way that we resist the enemy is, is through the word of God. Uh, when Jesus was tempted by Satan, or attacked yeah. by Satan, he, he quoted the word out loud. And, and when you're having those thoughts, you know, it's really important to to go to a couple of key verses uh, and to say those verses out loud, you know, uh, like, and to really he, hold. What would, key ver- what would key verses be like? Anything? Like, so, like, spe- specific about forgiveness and salvation, like Romans 8.1 would be great. Uh, it says, for there's therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. Okay. So if you're feeling condemned, you're like, nope, there's no condemnation for those that are that are uh, in Christ. Um, you know, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have 
everlasting life. You know, you're, you're saying that out loud. I, I know what the gospel is, and I know that I'm saved uh, through faith. Uh, and as as you resist the enemy, he, he will flee uh, uh, from you. Um, you know, okay. ask him for prayer in those moments. So, yeah. Awesome. But, Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor. You bet. Yeah. Can I pray for Thank you, you, Brittany? So oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Me, Please. Oh, my goodness. Before I pray for you, I just want to encourage you. You are in good company. This this does happen to all believers, where we get attacked in our minds and and start you know uh, going against, down like, this Jesus road. Against and God and stuff. And I don't like it. It's horrible. It's against like the Trinity. And it's like why? I don't. That's not yeah. me. I don't want this. It hurts. Yeah. It really hurts. Yeah. Okay. Let's pray for you, <laughs> Father. Thank you for, for Brittany and. Uh, I thank you for her faith in you, and Lord, we do ask that you would protect her from the attack of the enemy, and that you would cover her with your blood and allow her to be able to resist the enemy, that she would know your love, that she would know that she know that she's loved by you, and so Lord, would you encourage her and bless her in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Bless Pastor Eric too in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Okay. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. God bless you too. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye bye. Let's go to line two to Bree. Bree, welcome to the program. Thank you. <coughs> um, so I just had a question about sexual immorality. Um, I know, like throughout the Bible, it's very clear, like clear-cut lines on adultery. You know, with the Ten Commandments, and even Jesus finding the woman caught in adultery. You know, and he releases her and says, "Go and do not sin anymore." Um, yeah. And the so, so I guess my question is being in a committed relationship and having sex before marriage, um, just sort of the concrete evidence that the Bible gives against that. Um, so I was also thinking about the woman at the well, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to pull this from memory, so this might not be 100% accurate, but, uh, you know, Jesus says you've lived or you've been married four times and this man you live with now is not your husband but he never really implies that she's in living in sin i guess so um anyways i was just wondering if there was any like concrete verses against you know doing that with uh your boyfriend or you know someone that you're fully committed to um right yeah yeah, I think there there is. In, in Hebrews 13, uh, verse 4, it says, uh, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God would uh, judge. And so God's saying, okay, here's here's intimacy. Uh, you know, here's the, the, the marriage bed. And, and in marriage, uh, you know, sex is, is honorable. And then he's saying that, that, that he'll judge fornication and adulterers. And and fornication, um, you know, is sex outside of marriage, and, and adultery, uh, you know, is is betraying your spouse uh, in, in marriage. I think of the the woman at the well when Jesus is talking with her. Uh, he is dealing with her sin uh, and exposing to her the emptiness of what of the way that she's living. You know, she's she's looking to relationships with with men to to fulfill her and Jesus is saying here I I have living water that and and only my living water can uh fulfill you um you know I 
when I look at God's teaching of sexual intimacy throughout Scripture, uh, God, it's God's gift inside of marriage. Um, you know, even going back to to Genesis in the first few chapters, um, where it says a, a husband shall uh, leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and become one flesh. That that word cleave in the Hebrew uh, is speaking of the the, the sexual union. Um, and then in First Corinthians, uh, you know, six, it, it talks about um, sexual immorality and, and any other sin is outside the body. Uh, but but you know, when we sin sexually, it des- destroys our our own soul. And so, God created sex to be that glue that binds uh, a husband and wife uh, together. Um, and so, you know, when there's sexual intimacy. Uh, prior to a marriage commitment, uh, even though, you know, uh, a boyfriend and girlfriend are, are committed to each other, but they haven't yet entered into that covenant before God, um, then then instead of sex being something that's life-giving, it brings destruction. Um, so I think really God's best is for sexual intimacy to be inside of the, the commitment of marriage. Okay. Because I know, yeah. you know, sleeping around or you know, because you're using the other person at that point, I think, and so I can right. understand, you know, when, you know, Paul, you know, brings that up and talks about, like, uh, you know, like fornication and things like that and, and right. uh, prostitution and whatnot, but, um, okay, so it's more yeah. because of the context of marriage that uh, that got established that that, that would be yeah. wrong, per se. Yep. Yeah, you bet. It's a great question. I think it's a lot, a question a lot of people are asking, so... Yeah. Thanks for calling, Bree. Okay, thanks so much. Yeah, you bet. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. It's been a joy to have you listening today. And I want to encourage you once again with Psalms 61, uh, verse 2. Uh, David says, From the ends of the earth I will cry out to you, and when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And cry out to Jesus. Allow him to lead you to that rock when your heart is overwhelmed. So God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.